money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I am ready to talk money. It's associated with money. Well, this is the show where we talk about the heart issues. Okay, around well, maybe money. heart issues. Giving, generosity, sharing. We tend to lean a little bit more on the heart issues and the money issues. We we were actually having a little bit of that conversation recently saying we do have to do some practical shows around just the money part because we're having so much fun bringing on people who have money stories to tell. So we've got another one of those today. So Mike Hugabum, welcome to the show. It's uh, great to be here. And and the, the reality is, is I didn't really ask Mike on the way in how we're going to introduce you. So, Mike, you're going to have a minute or two. Reb's going to share a verse. And then you get to introduce yourself. How's that? Ooh, okay. Great. So, so you think on that for a minute. Reb's got a verse she wants to share okay. because that's kind of our MO. That's, but you didn't you know, do the go on our podcast, download. Yeah, I'm, I'm changing it up today. Okay. I just thought, All you right. know what? We got so much to say with we Mike. Do. that We'll um, get to that at the end. We'll get to that at the end. Okay, fine. Uh, if you want to listen to our show, Pastor shows anyway um, <laughs> okay Dave normally says that I will read the scripture verses because he's throwing me off course today all right Proverbs 3 I chose um, and I'll just read them and then we'll chat about that in a minute my son preserve sound judgment and discernment do not let them out of your sight they will be life for you an ornament to grace your neck then you will go on your way in safety and your foot will not stumble When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Have no fear of sudden disaster or of the ruin that overtakes the wicked. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being snared. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is in your power to act. Do not say to your neighbor, come back later. I'll give it tomorrow when you now have it with you. Do not plot harm against your neighbor who lives trustfully near you. Do not accuse a man for no reason when he has done you no harm. Now, the reason uh, we picked these verses is because of the story that Mike's going to share with us today. So why don't you introduce yourself and then we can go from there. Sure. So um, I'm the lead pastor of Arlington Woods Free Methodist Church. I've been here in the city for eight years. Uh, I'm married, have uh, three grown children that are married, uh, have, um, th- and they have uh, lovely children, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, we've really enjoyed the opportunity to be able to minister here in, in Ottawa. It's been, it's been great so far. And the reason we invited uh, you on the show is because of how instrumental you were in a sudden disaster that we read about in the Proverbs. Yes. I, I, it was interesting. Um, so the tornado came, our area experienced six tornadoes and your church suffered damage. Right. Yes. Yes. And so when I was um, listening to you speak a few weeks back at the Capitalized Conference, I thought, right. 
I texted Dave right away and said, we need to get him on the radio show <laughs> because he has a great story to share about generosity and sharing and how you responded. And what was interesting about looking up the verses, because I was specifically looking for the verses, don't withhold from your neighbor. Right. But I didn't know that what preceded it was have no fear of sudden disaster or the ruin that overtakes the wicked for the Lord will be your confidence. Don't withhold good from your like it was just like this is their story. Yes, <laughs> it was. It was quite interesting because I didn't know those verses were connected. Anyway, so and, and often when we talk about you know the money and we talk about organizing your finances and all of that stuff, one of the components we talked about is you know, having an emergency cushion, having a, a financial fund where you're you know that the emergency might happen, you know that disaster might come, you don't know when and all of that stuff, but you can pretty much guarantee that you know something's going to happen but uh, and mike you can fill us in a little bit on the details on what happened but i don't think anybody in ottawa we're here in non-tornado alley so yes. you know yes. like, this is not a place where we've okay we've well, here's seen, my emergency cushion in case of tornadoes right, you know right. we, we right. don't build the tornado fund we don't have you know you know um, um places where we go in in case of tornado all of those things because that just is not the context that we live in here right. In the Ottawa Valley, right. um, and yet here we are. We've experienced something, and and so this event happens. And uh, again, Mike, you, you and your congregation were right in the middle of that. So fill us in just a little bit for those of us maybe weren't right in, but how that affected you, your sure. first perspective, right? Sure. So um, uh, we were actually in the city that night. We had uh, just traveled downtown to, to grab a bite because the power had been off since four. Mm-hmm. I had probably about uh, five thirty had received uh, a watch. Um, it, it didn't seem like it was the warning, um, so we didn't think that we were in any imminent danger. Mm. Um, so we had just traveled out of the area, had headed downtown, and then I received a phone call from someone that was walking in the area. So I don't, we'd only been downtown about half an hour, mm-hmm. and uh, they said, "Do you know that the top one third of your church is missing?" And um, of course, it was shocked to hear that because I had just left that area. And mm. um, um, so basically, we made our way back up out of town pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. It took us about an hour to get up out of there because of the power was still off. Mm-hmm. And then when we came into the area, quite literally, it looked like a war zone. Mm-hmm. The many ways that we could try to get into our back into our community were all blocked. And um, so by now it was dark, and um, so it was very difficult to get back to our house. And then our you, house. So you live in that community as yes, well, then. Yeah. So our house uh, is a parsonage owned by the church, and we live just next door, mm-hmm. just across the parking lot to the uh, to the church. So uh, when we arrived there, um, I had already phoned somebody else to see if they could go and just make sure everything was good. And so when I got there, they took me inside, and it was um, it was really quite something to see. I mean, first of all, there's just all of your senses are heightened, and and I'm you know I'm smelling tree sap. I'm I'm looking around, just seeing everything. And and so we we walked into the uh, into the church, and in the fellowship hall was what took the brunt of the damage um, and was able to we walked in there and then you looked up into the ceiling and you could actually look right out and you could see the stars and wow. it was uh, um, it, it there was a sense uh, you know over the course of time I had opportunity to talk on the on radio and and the news it, it just seemed like to me as though we had been violated it just mm-hmm. everything was just wide open and it was it was um, that was the first part but it, it was really actually worse the next day on Saturday mm-hmm. when you could actually then physically see everything was dark before and then mm-hmm. when you could see the next day uh, trees stripped from you know halfway halfway uh, down all the way up everything is gone tree limbs
limbs gone. Um, a portion of our roof that was on was there before it was now lying 200 yards over in our parking lot. And it was, um, it was, uh, just the force of nature. Yeah. It yeah. just was un unreal. Yeah. Um, and then the course of the next few days, just to see, um, just see people go through trauma. I, I have been involved in types of ministry where we've tried to help people, but I don't know that I've ever seen anything quite at this scale. At the Capitalize, I said, you know, I, I've been involved in ministry for over 30 years, and I think this, for me, will be something that I'll never forget. Of course. Because yeah. um, we, were, we were traumatized by it, too. Did um, you, the parsonage get affected? Did it? Yeah, so we, we lost uh, two trees, a uh, portion of our fence, um, and our shed was basically blew up and was over in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so um, we, were, we, were dis- we were quite displaced, and then we were without power for five days, mm-hmm. um, along with everybody else in our, in our com- immediate mm-hmm. community there. Yeah. So um, we didn't have uh, very much damage to our house, um, thankfully, yeah. but um, just those, those minor mm-hmm. things, yeah. So how did you respond? Like, what was your... You know, you're the lead pastor at Arlington Woods, so what are you thinking in those moments? Yes, so um, uh, Friday night, I, th- I believe this was of God. I, you know, there's, there's in times of trauma, the, the Bible really encourages us to seek counsel. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so I, I just sent out a couple texts and just said, you know, we're in this. What are the top 10 things you think that we need to be doing as a church? What are the top 10 things that you think that I should be doing? Mm-hmm. And... Um, uh, those those responses came back really quite quickly and then helped really form the decision-making that I would be making as the lead pastor of the church over the coming, um, you know, the next 24 hours, 48 hours. Um, but the main thing for me was is that um, during a time like this, we need you to be our spiritual leader mm-hmm. um, where you, yeah, I could just be immersed in everything. But I, it just – that was really crystal clear that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, need, I needed to really seek God in this. Um, and be the person that people could talk to yes. and you could pray with. And that, yes. Yeah, instead yes. of being the – Yes. Yes. Like yes. getting dirty <laughs> with the chainsaw. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. And as it turns out, you know, I we didn't leave our po- my wife and I didn't leave our post for two weeks. Mm-hmm. We we didn't leave our community for two weeks. We were basically hunkered down um, and really kind of working in the uh, working right there in our in our spot there. Wow. So um, so those were some of the those are some of the immediate thoughts. Um, but the next day, and for the really the next two weeks, they were eighteen twenty hour days. Mm-hmm. You're running on adrenaline. You are just trying to you're just trying to work through what's before you, and you're really triaging. It's really like an emergency room. Mm-hmm. Um, what struck us was um, fairly quickly was is just people walking around not knowing what to do or mm-hmm. where to yeah. go or just really zombie like. Mm-hmm. Um, is how I typify it. And um, when we started to clean up our parking lot, which was just a mess, a number of our people came. But w- what was cool to me was, as I looked around, along our people throwing two-by-fours out of the parking lot mm-hmm. and sweeping up nails and junk uh, were people that I had never met yeah. before never knew. Um, and I said, you know, it's great for you to be here today. I'm not sure that I recognize you. And, yeah, yeah, we're over in the community over here, but we've seen what's happened to your church, and we just we just want to lend a hand. Right. Um, and, and those were types of stories that, um, you know, those – um, could be told throughout this whole scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, so you saw people just pitching in. Yeah, they were just you know they would bring their rakes and stuff and just try to try to help wherever. Um, 
So we were able to get our parking lot cleaned up, and part of our decision was is that uh, you know it's Saturday, Sunday, we we really need to be here for our community and have a service, even though we couldn't be inside. Mm-hmm. So we just cut, we did a service outside, unplugged, and then the the media, um, our social media, um, was just so critical in terms of getting mm-hmm. word out, mm-hmm. and um, so we used that as an opportunity just to encourage our congregants to our people to come prepared with their gloves and their rakes and their shovels <laughs> yeah, and yeah. we're going to have a service and then afterwards we just we want to go out and help our community because they're yeah. they're in need yeah. um so that's basically what happened with that uh, i mean that happened pretty quickly um yeah. but there was concerns i mean large trees 150 year old white pines mm-hmm. that had had been taken down through this and p- so the the community was concerned about safety and and all those types of things and um so to our the best of our knowledge we were we were sending people out into safe areas and just trying to make sure that people mm-hmm. were you know being assisted um and you know the the stories that were coming back out of the community um, were pretty amazing in terms of how grateful they were that people would show up and just try to help them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because the power was out, it was chilly, and there was um, you know some people were concerned for the seniors, people mm-hmm. were concerned for yes. the um, you know food, um, all those types of things. And within within forty eight hours. Um, we had a, a not, not-for-profit organization had come in, had spoken to us and said, we'd like to just set up a, a, um, a phone charging system. Um, we'll set up a generator. We'll get all that going. And that really was the start of us. So people up, could come and yes. charge their phones because they – even there's though no power. there's no power, it's, there's no. It's that. something you don't think about, <laughs> yes. but until you until oh, yes. you are, you start yeah. to see that the your battery's low, that is your only way of communicating. Yeah. Um, social media, all those types of things. So it was that was that was huge. Yeah, that would be. So they they came in, they started that up, which was um, which was fantastic. And then um, that really grew into uh, they put a tent up to protect it, and then they brought in um, you know batteries and flashlights mm-hmm. to give away. And that was really the start. And then I was talking to a fellow one day. I'd seen him many times um, walking his dog, and he. Um, I said to him, "How are things going?" He said, uh, "Good." And. Um, um, he said, uh, you know, I'd, I'd die for a cup of coffee. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. What about the coffee drinker? I'd yeah. be like, I got to find a coffee. Get me out of here. Well, that, that, that's it. Exactly. So um, I said, we can do something about that. Yeah. So even though we had no power, our house had no power. We had a generator that was running. Yeah. So we had a percolator in there. So we got, brought the perk out. And then that just morphed. It just took off. Because like, people were coming for coffee. People were coming for coffee. And uh, then there was muffins. And then, you know, restaurants were restaurants were starting to show bring things. And, um, and what, local restaurants. Do you find that your church and your parking lot then became this hub? Yes. That- Yes, that is fascinating. You know, it was it was not something that we'd asked for, or ever planned for. It just it just naturally gravitated yes. to that. Some of the stories we were hearing, which was really cool, was is that um, neighbors that had, hadn't talked to each other sure. for years were out actually working side by side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the cul-de-sac around from us, it was just uh, you know to hear these stories was uh, was pretty amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 So over the course of the next little while, it was just you know us um, trying to help do whatever we could could. Um, but then Samaritan's Purse landed, and when they landed on the on the uh, Sunday to figure out what to do, then they eventually came in full force on the Tuesday. Okay. And then they were better able to manage all the volunteers. Right. Um, companies um, were sending groups of 15, 20 people to come and do whatever they, mm-hmm. they could do. Um, the city was um, utilizing Samaritan's Purse 
um, to be that vehicle to uh, to utilize these volunteers. It was um, kind of unprecedented. Talking to the director of um, Samaritan's Purse for Canada said he has not seen um, a better organized group of churches than we have here in the city of Ottawa. That's amazing. He, he, was, he was blown away. Um, he, you know, Fort McMurray, um, many of these disasters, fires in, mm-hmm. in, um, in B.C. Um, he, he just said he was just totally amazed at what happened through this. And it was, it was a God thing. It was organic. It was within, within 24 hours, our phones were lighting up. Emails. I couldn't return them all. We mm-hmm. put staff on that for about a week mm-hmm. just to be able to manage the, we can help. What can we do? We've got money. Could, can you take money? Of course we can take money. <laughs> <laughs> we, silly. We, we can use that. Yeah, silly. So, so we could use that. So um, I, I was just uh, super impressed with um, the way that the churches of our community the people of this community, when they saw the need, just began mm-hmm. to rise up to. So uh, they really were living. You know, we have something to give. How do we do it? Because I, I say to Dave sometimes, sometimes I think people are more generous. Like they're, they're faced with a need. So they're thinking, how can we give? We, You know, lately, in the last weeks, we've heard so much about Venezuela, yes. right? It, and it's that is a whole other level of tragedy happening in our world. And you think, how can this be happening? But you can't, we can't send money. You, you know, it's such a hard thing. And in these situations that you experience, no wonder people email and say, I have something to give, but how do I do this? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. At, at times, we had like six carloads lined up to bring food in. Right. For wow. us to be able to distribute out in the community, they right. they just wanted to find. Um, I mean, general people, as you say, want Good. to give. Yeah, um, you know that. You know, is an amazing part of that. So I don't know if we, we just scoot into this already. I mm-hmm. want to talk about it uh, for a few minutes because out of that, this tragedy and all of that, and um, there is something happening on March twenty third, which is a few days away now, and yes. it's happening at your church. Could you tell us about that? Sure. Um, so when this was happening, the uh, the some of the community churches that were involved with this, us primarily and others, have decided that really we need to, be, to get ourselves better prepared to reach um, our community during time of crisis. Right. And so that when there's another one of these, whether it's a flood in Gatineau or, or us or whatever, mm-hmm. we want to be ready. So um, one of the things that we decided on is we need to form a team. The team is, is starting to formulate. And um, we uh, reached out to the Billy Graham Association um, through Samaritan's Purse. And um, they're planning to come to the city on the 23rd. And it'll be a day-long seminar. And it's really to help... Um, Christian leaders to prepare themselves for to help people to provide hope um, mm-hmm. for people that are going through crisis. So not just the natural disasters that would be mm-hmm. kind of the primary, right? Um, but we know of people that are that are going through times of grief or mm-hmm. they have other types of crisis that are facing them. And um, this seminar will really will help us to formulate and give us the words to say when we don't know quite. We don't know mm. quite what, what to, to say. say. Right. Um, we'll be able to, you know. Um, so it, it's going to be it's going to be a, a, a great thing. We came into this a little bit unprepared. Fortunately, we had others that came around us and supported us, Samaritan's right. Purse and so on, with their chaplains. We want to be um, as a church here in Ottawa, united, mm. that is coming together to say, "Here, this is how we're." 
prepared to to, uh, to meet this again. And so this would be a great this would be a great seminar for um, a Christian person who wants to know better how to help people in crisis. Well, right. the email that I got from um, Richard Long because he's part of steering it, I guess. Yes, right. Yes, yeah. Um, He said, after the tornadoes hit our region last fall, a group of leaders have been praying and planning how we could be prepared with a better rapid response to future crisis moments. An Ottawa response team is reforming. Yes. Yeah. No, you know, I'm going to be the... The, a little facetious here, but really, like, do you think there's going to be more crisis? You know? <laughs> yeah, the answer is yeah, yes. Okay. If you do, so, if listeners so I guess are a little... there's wisdom and, and prudence in that. Um, you know, again, I, I mean, it's hard not to, when we, we hear the story, Mike, to think of the Good Samaritan in a, in a kind of a micro um, micro story as, as, as Christ shared that to say, you know, there, there are a number of responses that are highlighted in that story. There's the, I'm too busy, I'm on my way, I'm bound by, you know, some convictions that I can't touch a person who's bleeding. Again, that was kind of the religious community in that story. And then there's the guy who looks at it and goes, well, geez, there's somebody in the ditch. I have (laughs) a little bit of cash and I'm going to go out of my way to make sure that they become well and you know again just being a church in the community and saying you know i think we you know we're going to take that third option and get our hands dirty and spend the money that needs to be spent and and then look at it again and say you know what this is not a one-off deal there are all kinds of crisis not that we want to see another tornado or if another one doesn't happen but yes there, there are all kinds of needs within our community and you know this kind of crisis does change it, it all of a sudden goes hey we, we think differently about what's you know what the future looks like and as we were coming in I, I asked so how have you changed your 2019 whether it's the budget or whether you know the congregation thinking and planning around it is not the plans we made in 2017, you know, that five-year plan that you, you know, yes, we, we yes. all kind of go, I think that <laughs> gets thrown derailed. out the window yes. and, and, you know, yes. and you so, go. So, can you tell us how it's changed for 2019 as you're looking ahead for yes. the church? Yes, for sure. So, um, we've actually begin, uh, have allocated more money mm-hmm. for us to be able to to uh, put into our community. So, there's been a shift in our budget um, that way. Our human resources, we're, we're actually starting to shift away from some of the things that we indeed had planned mm-hmm. to say you know how can we better serve our community like programs you mean like um, our- some programs but also just um, you know making sure that people have availability of time to be able to go and help plant trees yeah, sure. to go and help people kind of put their lives back together again yeah. um, we want to be available to to help uh, during that time because yeah. you were also saying that this spring there's yes. something you're getting ready for which Yes. Ties into the planting trees thing. Right, absolutely. So there's going to be, um, we're hoping to put together along with Samaritan's Purse, three weeks where we will be having people that will ha- will be helping go into both our community, Arlington Woods, and Dunrobin to help remove stumps. Mm-hmm. Um, what's going to happen is that when the snow leaves, w- we kind of are coming to understand that there's going to be a lot of people in our communities that are going to go through a time of emotional trauma sure. when they realize yeah, the tornado, the snow's covered it, but here we are back here again. Mm-hmm. And so we want to be able to go in there and really help them start to get their their um, their homes and their uh, their their areas um, back going again. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Yeah. And in a lot of ways, it is just about presence, right? I mean, yes. sure, the, the, there are practical. And again, you know, going back to the, the story and even what you read at the, the, the outset of the show, just recognizing that there's some practical things, but sometimes it's just being there, just, you know, being being present in, in whenever the need or whenever that happens. Because, again, as we recognize, you know, this is this is community trauma. And so, you know, uh, we were we were talking at the beginning and one of the one of the phrases that kind of came up was is unity that impacts the community. I wrote it down on oh, my, yes. in my sheet and I thought there it is. Right. I mean, here we are. We recognize that this has happened and, and this is really a bit the theme that as we're talking is going, how has all of these different pieces, well, it's whether it's the Billy Graham Association, whether it's you guys in the middle of it, whether it's just people calling and saying, how can we help, you know, as you, as we become unified in the, in the saying, well, this is how we're going to help uh, and creating some, some clear, the community benefits. And isn't that really yes. you know, the point? Yes. Right? Absolutely. So. You know, what was neat for me was say this is that um, we share our community with um, Woodvale mm-hmm. and um, immediately within, within 24 hours, uh, Pastor Mark was over, he and his wife, and they really came alongside us, took us under our wing, took uh, us under their wing. Um, I was so appreciative. I, I, I see him as a big brother, yeah. and since then we've had um, great conversations. And he's just been—he's just been a, such a great help. Um, so again, it's the, it's the churches mm-hmm. that are coming together to see yeah. a change in our That's community. So beautiful. Yeah. Um, there's two things. Um, Dave will sh- tell you where you can go, I guess, to get the information about the the course that's coming up on March 23rd. But I was just thinking, sitting here, what if we what if we know we have tragedy like this or, a, you know, disaster mm-hmm. response and you responded as a church to change your budget? What if we, mm-hmm. you know, as people are listening, how are we changing our spending so that we can meet the need in our own community? Like, mm-hmm. what are the needs in our community, whether we've suffered a tornado or not? There are a lot of people in crisis. How do we, you know, I think that's a question I leave with myself even. How yes. do I, mm-hmm. how do we we change our plan at home, Dave, to mm-hmm. to allow to help people in our community. Great. And so the show will now be ending. <laughs> in other words, we're not going to answer that publicly today. Oh, you won't today. be answering that no, on no, the no, air No, 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 no. She does this to me quite often, right? Uh, I just had that so. thought. I thought, well, if a church can do it, why wouldn't we do it as individuals? But, you know, that's that's a whole other show. Okay. We, we have two minutes left, and I am, I'm going to, you know, toot my own horn a little bit. That's the practical piece, Rebecca. Yeah, Way I to know, go. I mean, I know. Typically, I am the practical guy, Rebecca. You know, the heart, heart is, girl. Right? Yes. So. See, I thought, you know, we're switching. We hang out too much now. We're so, switching. So some of that. And, and <laughs> I mean, because I'm just thinking exactly the same thing. I mean, one thing is is, is to be unified. And in a sense to say, you know, my $10 might go $10 far down the road. But if I talk to my pastor, if I start talking to the people that I am actually walking in unity with, my $10 can become $100 quite easily. $100 has a greater impact than $10. So recognizing that and saying there there are needs and there are also other people that are thinking the same thing. Uh, and <laughs> right, so, and join together in unity with those yeah. people. And, and of yeah, course, anyway. crisis brings that out, right? Yes. And, and Hopefully, you know, yes. It was, I guess, pretty obvious when you were gathered on your parking lot and people just started coming for, whether it was to get their phones charged or to get coffee or whatever it was. So yes. recognizing that. So we do have a couple minutes left and I do want to give people 
um, you know, really just contact your church, Mike, uh, Arlington Woods Free Methodist Church. The number there is 613-596-9390, 613-596-9390. I'm sure you can search Arlington Woods Free Methodist Church on the web and find yes. their website. Um, there is on March 23rd this um, seminar, which if you at all feel that little prompting, Follow that prompting. That is, again, just God preparing you for maybe something down the road that you don't quite know yet. But follow the prompting and, and do that. And, you know, just again, I, I'm going to encourage everyone to, to begin and engage in the conversation of what are the needs within our own community? Mm-hmm. Whether you're in Arlington Woods or whether you're out in Winchester like we are, whether, wherever it is, there are needs. And uh, we don't have to wait for a tornado maybe to, to, to meet our neighbors and to, to find mm-hmm. out how we can impact them just with the love of Christ. Right. A cup of cold water does that. And so why don't you pray us out there, Rebid? Father, I just want to thank you for um, your goodness to us, for Mike being here today and sharing their story, and for what's coming up ahead for them in particular in their community. We thank you for your grace. We thank you that for the story of the Good Samaritan in your word that gives us a great example how we are to respond in time of trouble. And we just leave all these things in your hands, and we thank you for this chance to be here. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And if you need to uh, find some archive shows, for sure, morethanenough.ca, chri.ca, or download it off your favorite podcast platform. And join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.